0: Well, today we are going to have a conversation about how we need to be people of principle. We need to faithfully live out and follow the principles we stand for, no matter what's going on. And we're going to talk about what's going on today in American politics as some context for that. So let's get started. This is the Your Faith at Work podcast here to help you transform the way you live and work every day. I'm Ryan Howard, and each Monday I'll bring you a five-minute devotional message, and on Thursday you'll hear a conversation about things that matter and what's going on in the world. This podcast will challenge, inspire, and equip you to understand the times, stand for truth, and partner with God every day in your life and work. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more and download your free gift. Well, this week I wanted to talk about uh, being a person of principle you know, being um, a principled person, not an unprincipled person. And, you know, that's someone who faithfully follows their principles or set of principles rather than abandoning them when it's convenient. And, you know, we see so much of that today in politics. And actually, I should I shouldn't really be surprised. None of us should. It's nothing new when it comes to politics. And, you know, that was part of what made me want to run for, for office. I ran for the Iowa House of Representatives here this last year. And, you know, I, I had my principles and I knew what I was going to stand for. I knew what I was running for and I knew what I was uh, there to do. And that's what I was going to stand for. And, you know, I just this if I had recorded this a couple of days ago, man, I was furious about about what I'm seeing with Republican leadership. I mean, they're all just abandoning Trump uh, with what's going on. And, uh, you know, it, and it's if you watch the mainstream media, of course, that's all you're seeing is there's no chance he's going to win and this and that. But there are some serious legal challenges happening right now uh, in these states. And, uh, well, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I do believe he will be president. Uh, In his second term on January 20th So uh, many different roads for that to go down But what I wanted to I mean like this week I was just blown away That um, you know McConnell came out Talking about President-elect Biden And referring to him that way And and it's a highly contested election I mean it's nowhere near over And that was just incredible to me I mean it was just despicable and you know, thank God we've got some Republicans that are actually standing up and standing for principles. And we've got other people like the attorneys, like Linwood and Sidney Powell, that are putting everything on the line to stand up for what they know is right. You know, they don't have to do what they're doing, but they're they're standing and fighting because they're doing what's right. And we just frankly need a lot more of that, a lot more people like that. And you know what Trump showed is uh, as was like a populist candidate, a populist president, which is doesn't mean he's doing what's popular. That means a populist. It means, okay, we've got the people and then we've got like the elite political class. Well, Trump's representing the people. He's not representing the political interests, the, the, you know, his own interests. Um, if he wanted to do that, he probably wouldn't have ran for president. But you know, we see like with McConnell and these people that they really probably just want to go back to life as usual in politics where, you know, uh, they kind of play the game and just that's they get that lifestyle and whatever they want to do. So politics as usual. But Trump is a disruptor and he's coming in and it's he. they can't predict everything, you know, and he's actually putting things where they need to be. He's kind of like a bull in a China shop. And that we love that. That's why everybody gets so excited about him. And I mean, obviously, not everybody loves Trump and not everybody loves everything about him. But uh, that's uh, I mean, he, he is get, he is attacking the establishment, the way things go, the way things always seem to have always been. And many more people are interested in politics than uh, in government than have been in a long time. And really this year, <laughs> you don't really have a choice to but to pay attention to what's going on. I mean, it's affecting everybody and we have decisions being made. You know, it's it's kind of my little rant about, I've got, there's so many soap boxes I want to get out <laughs> related to this stuff and stand on. But, you know, we have, uh, if you think about a company, a company doesn't have just a marketing department. A company doesn't have just... A uh, engineering department, or just manufacturing, or just a leadership team—they have all these together, and then a leadership team is to take all of those things and set the direction and and make decisions with all that information. And that's why you know we don't have uh, doctors only, medical medical health professionals. Running um, the country and making decisions like about lockdowns and about masks and about all that kind of stuff. And I don't really want to get into that now. That's a whole other topic. But the point is, y- you don't make those decisions in a vacuum. You understand the other impacts. You know, it, if people are not uh, interacting with other people, then there's going to be a price to pay. If they're sitting at home in solitude, there's going to be a price to pay. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of mental health stuff going on now. Uh, in the world, especially as we get more devices and they're getting being given to kids younger and younger, and they're not having real connections with their peers, it's more superficial. And and but even even adults, I mean, the the more solitude we have, there was a psychologist. uh the gosh, what was it? Uh, I don't remember his name, but he basically said that the uh, the one prescription he wishes he could write for people who are struggling with the mental health uh, issues. Uh, or depression, or that sort of thing. The one prescription w- he wishes that he could write is community, because that's the the biggest factor. I mean, that's one of the biggest factors that that helps people is they got to have community, and that's what we have as like, as a church community, or as maybe as your family or your friends, whatever it is. But not everybody has that, and we need to have those interactions. And there's all kinds of other things that come up. I, t- I kind of went the long way around to make this point, but the point is, you don't just Say we're going to stop the spread or slow the spread, so we're going to do this for six months. Well, there's going to be a lot of other impacts and things that come up. People try and say, well, we're going to choose health over money. We're not going to be greedy. Well, that's not exactly uh, that's a what I would what we would call a false dichotomy. It's not a real this or that. That's not what we're choosing between. Of course, nobody would choose that, but for some of the reasons I just mentioned, it's not like you just stay at home and, and everything is fine. I mean, people have to work, people have to eat. I did my whole uh, doctoral dissertation on faith and work and the, and the role of work in the lives of Christ followers, in the lives of Christians. God created us to work. We there are There's research out there that talks about how we need to work. Like, I mean, we need to create, we need to... Uh, um, do, do those sorts of things. That's why like when you have people who retire, they start to kind of deteriorate if they don't have something else to drive them or professional athletes who have their identity in that and then they get out of, the, of, of, of pro sports. And then, I mean, there's other things that get in there too, but you got to have something driving you. You got to be doing something active. And it doesn't necessarily need to be work, but I mean, it could be volunteering. It could be something that's driving us. And when we don't have that, Well, that takes a serious toll on us mentally. So, but anyway, I've kind of gotten a a little bit away from the topic here. But, you know, we need to have principled politicians. And what we have is so many politicians that are just interested in their self-interest. They want to maintain whatever they got going on, their lifestyle. Listen, I mean, there's a reason. What is Congress's approval rating? Like 13%, something like that around there. That's incredible. I mean, that's so low. But see... We have been just kind of hanging out, living life, doing whatever, and all this other stuff's going on, all these crazy laws and things happening in all these states that are led by the left, um, and we can't let that happen. We need to stand up. We need to get activated, and we need to get the right people in there, and if they're not going to do what— They're not going to represent the principles that we want, and they're going to just fold when it's convenient. When it's not convenient for them, they need to be out. We need to get someone else in there, and and but we need to hear from them. They need to know that we stand with them when they do the right thing. You know, there's so many um, politicians uh, or statesmen—I'd call them statesmen—that and women that that are standing up for what's right, and they're not. Calculating uh, so much of, oh, well, am I going to lose this many popularity points? Am I going to get this much media? What's going to be the backlash? It's principles. You you stand on the values and the principles. You know, I had a a time where um, this company I was working with, we had agreed who was going to pay for the expedited shipping because it was a problem that that company had but there was some engineering stuff that had happened and quality issues and it wasn't exactly clear whose fault it was so we agreed okay 50 50 that's how we'll split it up and until it's until we're out of it well someone else on the team you know a month later said why are we still paying this they need to pay this and and that actually i had i was the commercial relationship owner with that that company and and they said uh i mean i knew they would have Paid for everything just to kind of save face and to kind of be cooperative. But I knew in my heart that's not the right thing to do. If I'm going if to I maintain my integrity, we, we need to honor what we had. We had a stake in this. Well, so I stood up for that. And, uh, well, I, long story short, we, we ended up coming along with that. Uh, every, every, people came along. I made my case, and they agreed. To it, but I felt like I'm, I'm standing on this, and you can put someone else on it uh, if, if you're not going to uh, follow that that direction. And so um, – but fortunately, they, I was able to convince them. They agreed it was the right thing to do, and we came up with a date, and we ended up you know, getting off, uh, off the shipping, off the expedited shipping. So, I mean, and it was very expensive, but the, the point is what what's the right thing to do? you know, what's the right thing to do right now for Republicans and for anybody in politics is to say, we want to we see behind the curtain, we want to see the evidence, we want to see what's going on, um, and for anybody who says there's no evidence, and the, and this, I didn't mean for this episode to be about Trump or about this election or anything, but it's it, we have so many good examples right now to demonstrate the point in, in what's going on right now, but we... Anything that they want to hide or not show—I mean, that right there—why would you not want to have a, a a completely transparent process? You know, we need to we need to have that, and so, um, you know, we we should be wanting to see. Oh, that's yeah. What I was going to say is all of the uh, anybody who says there's no evidence, well, an affidavit under penalty of perjury is hard evidence. That's not. Uh, I mean, you have circumstantial evidence, you have hard evidence, all this stuff. I'm not an expert in all that, but it is real evidence that, uh, I mean, people can be convicted because of eyewitness testimony. I mean, that's—how uh, do, do you think the gospel spread um, when Jesus uh, appeared to everybody after he was resurrected? Eyewitness testimony matters. It's mattered for thousands of years, and it matters today. And y- you can test these things. You know, even like Paul said, hey, this wasn't done in a corner. You know, Jesus was, what happened to him, it was for everybody to see. And so you could test it. Well, they don't want us to test this stuff with the elections, all this and that. So, you know, there's different, it's going to be interesting to see what comes um, out of that. But anyway, I, I just, we need to be people of principle, you know, uh, not necess- not really just calculating. Well, how am I going to weasel my way into this or that? Uh, but it's it's what's the principle? Are you going to stand on it? And and when we look at the the Republican platform, it it is a um, it, it's it, it should always go down to what's the principle? Freedom, rights, those sorts. They come from God, our Creator. Rights don't conflict with other rights. You you can ex- you can um, what execute you can use all your rights at the same time and they don't conflict multiple people are using their different rights at the same time and they don't conflict they're mutually um exclusive they don't overlap and conflict you're executing one right you're not infringing on someone else's right if there's where that happens that's that's an indication that it's a problem maybe there's not a real right there and that's where all these other special rights come up with the special interests from some of the different groups as well but when we look at um, all of these other areas, uh, they're just not fighting, you know, people aren't fighting and standing up for what's right. And so I I would want to challenge everybody, you know, what do you stand for? You know, I mean, I I understand, um, after running for office, you know, you need to do fundraising, you got to, you would like to have the party backing you, Um, you would like to have all that. But Um, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to stand for? And are you going to walk the line on something? Or are you going to take a hard stand on something? How are you going to say this? Or how are you going to say that? And you got to look at all that stuff and understand, okay, yeah, you're running a campaign, you're trying to get elected, you want to appeal to people, but why are you running? I mean, you're running because you want to do what's right. And um, that's what we're going to stand for. Well, then we get a bunch of people that they get elected talking about these things, and then they get in office, and what do they do? <laughs> we're still waiting. I'm, we're still waiting. You know, all these pe- people, senators and representatives, I hear talking about balanced budget amendment, balanced budget, not going, no deficit spending, all of that. And I haven't seen much any proposals for that. I mean, that's um, at the state level. Well, here in Iowa, of course, we have this uh, a balanced budget, and that's the state level. But uh, we really need to move that up the ladder to the federal level. But uh, hopefully we'll see more of that in uh, Trump's second term here coming up. And I think probably everybody agrees that we've just got way too many politicians that are – they run on principles or they talk about it and they get in office and then they're just a puppet for the party or puppet for special interests or donors or all this kind of stuff. And that may be a topic for another episode, but uh, we can't have that. we we got to be – pushing hard and supporting those who are standing up and doing what's right and we need to be exposing and coming against those who are not and uh, are just all talk and there is hope for that because People just seem to be paying a lot more attention today and taking a lot more active interest in noticing these things and, and, and saying, wait a minute, what's been going on? Well, it's time for us to wake up, and it's time to get engaged, and, uh, but that's happening, so that's great news, and, and starting to hopefully see more of the, the church waking up and seeing Christians, we need to be engaged and, and uh, need to be driving these things the right direction and speaking up for what's right. But, you know, if we're going to be people of principle, uh, we, you know, that includes just integrity. I mean, we need to have integrity. What do we stand for? We're not going to compromise it when it's inconvenient. And that also means admitting mistakes. I mean, I certainly, um, you know, as running for office, I had my, I did a lot of research, took a lot of time to understand the issues so that I wouldn't want to. Uh, accidentally say something that I didn't mean, or have somebody misunderstand what I said. Now, if they want to twist my words, they want to do all that. That's their. That's between them and God. Whatever they want to do, uh, and be deceivers. But I, I've, you know, if I say, "Oh, I'm for this," or "I'm not for that," well, there's lots of implications down the line for that, and it gets real intricate. A lot of intricacies in there. But you know. When I changed when I changed on something, I mean it wasn't based. I mean, this my principles is what led me to change that. Oh, okay. Well, if if we do that with that gun law, uh, that specific thing, then that's going to lead to this other activity. You know, I'm just being real general here to demonstrate the idea, but the principle is what would allow that to change. Now, if somebody says oh, they're for uh, traditional marriage or they're for, uh, you know, legal immigration. And then all of a sudden, you know, and that's based on principles and morality and, and what's right. Uh, and and but then all of a sudden now uh, they flop on that. Well, where's the principle? I mean, did the principle change or was it the wind changed or what they thought was popular would change? Well, I mean, that's where we say when we dig down beneath w- what public policy should be or what we have these positions there should be a principle there that when we dig down and everything that i believe and follow and is based in the bible it's all rooted in the scripture the holy word and god uh, this nation was founded on that i mean that's what these the founding fathers were they th- that's literally the it, the idea of our the declaration of independence and the idea of this republic representative republic all comes from the Scripture. And that, again, that's another topic for another episode. But, you know, we have to make our decision. Are we going to be people of principle and we're going to stand for what's right, even when it's not convenient? You know, it could be a test from God that, uh, you know, can um, you—we did a podcast earlier about Joseph. You know, he went through a lot of tests. He went through a lot before he was all of a sudden second in Egypt, you know. And it's the same all throughout the Bible. I mean, we see all kinds of things. And, but we need to have our mind made up before that time comes. You know, and I know, um, again, it, it's it, it may not be popular. It may not be um, what gets someone reelected, but th- they're going to stand before God and, and have to answer for that, uh, what they stood for, what they did. And that's really the question. I mean, we can blame other people. We can say, well, they did this, They and, and so then I thought that, but actually we're responsible. And when we stand before God, we're not going to be pointing to anybody else. We're going to be standing there by ourselves and know very clearly whether or not we were uh, going, acting based on principles, faithfully uh, adhering to our principles and following our principles, or if it was something, maybe something else. (laughs) And uh, that's in our families, that's in uh, in, in uh, how we vote, that's in if, if you're in politics, that includes that as well, in public life, in work, uh, in, in everything that we do. It, it, and so we want to have consistency there, and that's what we should strive for. And if something comes up that's a challenge, we need to pray about it, get our strength from the Lord, and be bold, and, and go forward with that, and, and, and maintain that to be a person of principle. So that's what I got to share this week. We kind of went around uh, quite a few different things, but uh, make sure you're going to be a person of principle and we got to make up our mind beforehand. So, all right, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. God bless. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and you can help us spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more.